Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble On. You'll be pleased to know that I'm not alone, everybody. It's not just you and I. It's also Luke Moore. Yes, yes. Jim Campbell. Also, also. And that guy, Pete Donaldson. I'm ready to get funky. All right, then. Well, let's get funky then, Pete. Eh? How about this? I'd like to ask you chaps a question. Go on, say something funky. Go on. (laughs) Sex bomb. Yeah. Well, hang on. He wanted me to say something funky. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm the scat God rest him. God rest him. R.I.P. Always an excuse for a bit of scat. Now, clip that. Yeah. Clip that, Charlie. <laughs> Don't do it, Charlie. Uh, yes, the Premier League is is uh, coming back. With English football's return behind closed doors, of course, I'd like to uh, know what you chaps would do if you owned a stadium and you wanted to make it more intimidating for opposition players. Luke Moore, why don't you kick us off? I'm going first, am I? Oh, yeah. All right, so first of all, what I would do is I would wrap the entire stadium like that artist did that died recently. Yeah. So they'd get really confused and they wouldn't know how to get in. Um, <laughs> and then once they had found their way in by cutting through the material that I would use, which would probably be some kind of fabric paper composite, so it's robust enough to wrap the stadium but and, and maintain its integrity under quite difficult weather conditions, but also mm-hmm. not so thick and strong that you couldn't cut through it. Um, I would then turn the corridors in the away dressing room into a ghost house, like at the fun fair. But (laughs) instead of using, instead of using like things that jump out with horrible faces, I would use ex players that are really good. That also have horrible faces. Like, um, you know, because like Alan Brazil, for example, was a really good player back in the day, but he's also got a terrifying face. So I get his face on there, Is and they would just jump out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, it's gigantic, isn't it? Yeah, for the wrong reasons. It's not because he looks like he'll beat you up. It's just listen, mate. Listen, listen. I'll put you in a situation now, Marcus. You walk right, into an away dressing room. It's yep. pitch black. Mm-hmm. Oh. Perhaps there's some kind of UV light with uh-huh. sp- simulated spattered blood everywhere. You open right. your locker to put your clothes in it, and a gigantic Alan Brazil <laughs> face jumps out at you. You're gonna, you're gonna be scared. Yeah, <laughs> simple as that. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> can I offer a uh, offer a suggestion to this, Luke? It, it, it involves a much bigger budget, but we are talking about football clubs here, so it's it's entirely possible. What about a sort of Indiana Jones style boulder that's just Brazil's yeah. head? Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Chase, chasing <laughs> yeah, you through the stadium. Chasing you out the Paris version of it. Yeah. The thing about Alan Brazil's head is it's not that it's particularly uh, awful to look at. It's just that it looks like it might pop at any moment. You don't want that on yeah. you. You don't want it on you. So red. So maybe so like red. a piñata then. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so all the what, what I would say about it is it's a lot of face squeezed into one head. So, yeah. So, you could it's a fish I, bowl, that would be it? that would be used in some kind of way, I think. And I'd also um, <laughs> what I'd also do is um, I would put rakes all over the floor so people trill on them. Um, mm. I would um, I would have like a little because um, you know sometimes in a ghost house like a fun house type thing, it's um, you're on like a little ghost train, aren't you? Mm. So yeah. if someone wanted to go and see the physio or whatever, I'd say, oh yeah, you just it's actually um, it's a much more uh, efficient way of doing it. You just get on this. Um, on this little train thing and then they'd get on it and it would take him on like a crazy like terrifying ride around the stadium 
um and uh so then they come back they'd be really like emotionally exhausted yeah. that's what that's what i'd do <laughs> all right blimey well, fascinating. What, rather than see the physio did i miss something there <laughs> yeah but it's a trick right it's a trick oh, right. Right. Okay. but they don't yeah. use the, the the home team's physio do they no but the physio, physio generally speaking as far as i understand it would have a little office off the side right okay Okay. Are you saying that's not? Are you saying that's that's the most unrealistic part of my plan, Marcus? Because I think you might. <laughs> so, be... I just think that that's a hole in it, uh, and there are other holes. But has that gone too far? You were on board until then, weren't you? I think so. Yeah, you yeah. lost me with your physio. Nonsense. I'd also what but... I'd also do is I would I would also just very quickly to finish before they um, before they went out to play, I would mm. get them. I would make make them have a um, a team talk by um, Steve Keane. <laughs> 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 and give them a presentation on how important it is that um, they play for the wider football family, but mm. chiefly for Venkies. Right. <laughs> so you would make the away team. You would. You'd. You'd. You'd force a team talk upon them from Steve Kerr. I don't think you can do that. But then I suppose with all the other stuff you've. I'd pump said... it through the speakers, mate. Pre-rec. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll have an option. That's... You'd, yeah, you'd yeah, thrust right. the Blackburn Rovers reality from 2011 to 2012 <laughs> onto them. Yeah. <laughs> And has anyone got a problem with that? Because we can talk about it further if you want. <laughs> no, no further questions. Jim. <laughs> Former Blackburn manager Sam Allardyce has reportedly instructed his lawyers to initiate proceedings against Steve Keane. It comes after the Rovers' boss was apparently filmed making disparaging comments about his predecessor with fans during a tour of the Far East last summer. We finished top half, and we're going to win the Carlton Cup. Blackburn, in fact, finished second bottom and were relegated to the Championship. So, um, what I would do is obviously, you know, I'd go for a sort of subtle psychological horror, I think. Um, Those of you who've seen the movie Dunkirk will be familiar with the incidental music in it being very, very unsettling. And that's achieved Mm. through a method called shepherd tone, uh, which is, um, I forget exactly how it works, but it does create a powerful sense of dread. Um, And Christopher Nolan uses it quite a lot, like Steve (laughs) Keen, yeah. So um, the the talk with the the, the, um, sound that's potentially going to be added to the Premier League coverage is um, of it being from FIFA, um and uh you're right there marcus you have a, gone. Oh, a keegan, keegan level leave him behind he, he can't yeah. be saved yeah just turn mm. his mic down charlie he's distracting <laughs> at this point um yeah so what i would do is the, the, the talk is that if the fifa fifa sound effects are going to be used in the premier league it will track the ball effectively so i would do that for for the home team it would be whenever the home team have the ball there is this powerful sense of dread like that. coming towards the opposition <laughs> players so right. yeah if they don't have have it it's just eerie silence but if they lose mm. the ball oh what are the home team gonna do <laughs> <laughs> and i would also have uh possibly huge blown up pictures of the opposition players mothers just in the stands just because oh. why why have you got that why <laughs> yeah oh, i like that i've got your kids mm. <laughs> <laughs> i've got your kids dan Steve Keane, <laughs> I've got your kids. I've got your kids. <laughs> Over the tunnel repeatedly. <laughs> uh, Public uh, address. Yeah. Petey? Um, 
I mean, 2020 is an interesting uh, year, isn't it, for, for, for pretty much everyone in the world. So I would go biblical. Uh, we've got the locusts uh, uh, in India and Pakistan and, and parts of yeah. Africa, and they're obviously having a terrible time. Take them away from off their hands. Put them in the stadiums. Put them yeah. in the stadiums. I'm thinking flood, flood, the, flood the whole stadium. Uh, fire, just just general amounts of fire. You have uh, you know, help part- the home team. You could also well, buy crickets off the internet. Remember, I did that, Pete. Oh, you did, you did, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? How did you get rid of those crickets? Did you just smash them all? Or just uh, let my them, friend, no, let no, no. Free? My friend, uh, my friend asked me to send the most surprising thing possible through the post to him, mm. uh, and the the most surprising thing got a um, got a um, a prize, and uh, my friend actually won by sent post literally posting himself, um, <laughs> and get, having himself delivered by a, a raw mail guy. And paying the stamp and postage and everything, but I sent him a load of crickets that you can buy off the internet if you've got like a pet snake or whatever. Mm, and right. um, but <laughs> but the thing is, right? They were so loud that he couldn't sleep in his house with them in the same house. <laughs> so <laughs> so he had to take them to the zoo, and the zoo oh, t- took them and uh, and checked out, checked them out, and then used them as I think. Uh, so I've, I just kept them, I think. So uh, mm. so you can. What I'm saying is, for your plan, I'm not sure about locusts, but you certainly could set a lot of crickets live in the away dressing room. I'll take yeah, it. I'll just around the just around the penalty area and then usher them off at half time. It's not helping the, the home team, is it? That's what I mean. That's yeah, the trouble with this. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You're yeah, not your your plan seems to be to just destroy everyone's afternoon. I'm on board with the insects, but they need to be in the away team's pants. They need all to right, be trained. Well, let's go. Let's go fire eaters. Just, I mean, surely the most COVID resistant of all the professions. So you probably would be fine to have them in the stadiums because they're just huffing lighter fuel all day, aren't they? So yeah, just have them kind of, you know, just just blowing fire. Uh, get some of those, ch- you know, when you go to Chelsea, there's those little boxes that kind of breathe fire. Uh, it could, it, it yeah, they're a bit cool. NFL, doesn't it? At times, mm. they are One of them cool, burnt but... James Hetfield once. Ooh. Is that true? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think that's what got him. Oh, yeah. And and also I'd have the um in the when you look at the keeper you know he's got his little bag with his uh with his bottle and maybe a couple of notes about penalty takers and stuff give him a Rubik's cube he doesn't have to be using it just give him a Rubik's be cube mind, though, like, oh yeah say again be on his mind be honest. yeah no completed it's completed so the op- opposition uh, striker is like oh he's clever he knows what I'm gonna do he's <laughs> a Rubik's cube <laughs> and he's not even taking all the stickers off the side and replacing them in different places mm. yeah I like that. I uh, I've sort of mine is sort of slightly similar in parts to what Luke was saying, but I was thinking in the tunnel coming out for the uh, for the away team, you 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 tunnel them down at another place, and they have to basically run a gauntlet to get onto the pitch. And I thought, nice. you know, that could that could be. I'd be quite tempted actually to to nick that idea from the television show Gladiators and have the actual gladiators, <laughs> so they have to kind of you know wolf's there with a pugilist stick or whatever. And they have to get past it, so they're a bit battered and bruised by the time they come out of the pitch. And uh, and then I, I, I again I like the idea of some sort of animal presence there. But for me, you've got to be able to train up the certain animals to to make sure that they uh, intimidate the away team. So a lot of angry dogs in the in the stands, you know, barking away as soon as they get near the goal, that kind of thing. And I thought some sort of birds of prey just swooping overhead and then maybe dive bombing. Um, the away team um, nice. that would make it very intimidating. What yeah. would be more effective, Marcus, is basically when the when the away team come out, just uh-huh. have about five or six vultures just tearing at a human carcass in the centre <laughs> circle. <laughs> mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be quite effective. And if you're going to go gladiators... In the away put, team's kit. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And if you're going to go gladiators, put a travelator uh-huh. on the exit to their dressing room. Yeah, that's nice. I they're like that. Be knackered. So they're knackered. Yeah. Yes, that's good. That is very good. <laughs> you know, at Boca Juniors Stadium, they put the away dressing room underneath the main stand with the alt where right, the yeah. are in. So when we're, when yeah. they're kind of jumping and all the rest of it, the away dressing room is like shaking and they can hear them, which is obviously terribly intimidating. Guys, the other idea I had was that um, do you guys know, have you have you all been to Borussia Dortmund Stadium? Never. Right. So they've got a go. massive, and I do mean massive, as in the biggest I've ever seen, pick and mix there in the stand. <laughs> it's about it's about thirty yards long. It's unbelievable. Like the, wow. And like the I yellow do, wall of pick and mix. Basically, yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. And what I would do is I would put that in the dressing room, yeah, just to tempt feed them. them up. Mm. Yeah, I find out idea. what their favourites are. Are they flying saucers? Are they those um, milk bottles? Are they cola bottles? Are they cola cubes? Are they, are they rhubarb and custard? What's their thing? Right, uh-huh. put fill mm. a massive pick and mix in there, like one of those big um, buckets of Gatorade you see at NFL games, but it's just yeah. full of sweets. And that would right. also help with Pete's insect idea because it would attract the insects. True. Exactly. Well, who, who knows what locusts uh, who, who, what locusts uh, eat? Oh, I mean, they love some people. Will know. Some people. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Luke, are we too? Are we too um, infer from this that you um, are intimidated by pick and mix? No. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if uh, how many people do you know? And let's be honest, dear Jim. How many people Hundreds. do you know that could concentrate on a team talk or prepare for a big athletic endeavour while there's a huge amount of sweets in their eye line? That's all I'm saying. While, while people right, are getting right, those right. lip sweets and pretending them they're, they're actual lips. <laughs> <laughs> the, manager, yeah. the manager's not going to yeah. be able to get his team talk done. Oh, is, is that a real flying sauce? No, it's full of sherbet. I'm still speaking distracted. Of, speaking of uh, Germany, uh, you know the, like the Allianz Arena's got those kind of like uh, little kind of... Are they inflatable? I think they might be inflatable cells um, around the stadium. And they change yeah, colour depending on which yeah. team are playing. Yeah, they're, they're um, made of plastic, I think. Yeah, or some kind of... Yeah, I think some of it's um, some of it's inflated. So I'd really like to um, offer the opportunity for the opposition team to pop each cell if they see fit uh, and they'd be so distracted. Like, like you know, like bubble wrap's quite addictive to pop. Yeah. Um, they'd be so into that. They'd yeah. be so exhausted from popping every last cell on the Allianz that when they actually started their football, they'd be exhausted. What happens if the game wasn't at the Allianz? Yeah. Well, it would be forced into being at the Allianz. <laughs> We'd have to stick with the locusts. <laughs> so they're on top of the stadium. Pop in the things, yeah. Before the match, yeah, just jabbing it. Jabbing do, it do, also, I, what I do is one of my all-time favourite practical jokes in theory, because I'd never do it, but I've seen it on the internet. Is mm. I would also, I what I would do right is when they go out for the warm-up, I'd say, oh, uh, all the footballs are out there on the pitch, right? And I'd have all the footballs on the pitch for them ready to go on their warm-up. But one of the footballs would be a man. perfectly painted uh, concrete block. Yeah, break their feet. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> well, well, let's let's end. But on you that must note. remove it before the game starts, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll end on that note that we would break players' bones um, to make the stadium more <laughs> intimidating. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it's been educational for you. This ramble on. Uh, we now move into a time where you can hear a, a, a little clip from one of our live shows uh, involving Graham Soonis and a grandfather clock. Enjoy. <laughs> Former uh, Liverpool and Ireland midfielder Jason McAteer once told a story when... Uh, Even Jason McAteer is getting a cheer They're obviously fans of uh, Head and Shoulders, presumably. Yes. Um, for those who remember that. But um, yes, when he was at Blackburn, and he said he was a little bit scared of old Graham, and I think 
that's fair, isn't it? Um, but he wanted a transfer away from the club, and he thought, oh, blimey, so I thought, you've got to go to Sunis's office. And, and Sunis, according to Jason McAteer, had just come out of the shower and was wearing what McAteer described as just a hand towel. <laughs> and McAteer said, <laughs> it was like a grandfather clock just dangling down. <laughs> Balls like space hoppers. <laughs> or perhaps more like a punch bag. Don't hit those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, are, you are cracking your fist on those. Um, there's a great story about McAteer, who's of course like legendarily stupid. And uh, him, him and his, he is, apparently he is. And him and his pals, Liverpool, were out one night and they saw Jimmy White, the snooker player Jimmy White. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely true. And Jason McAteer sidled up to one of his pals and was like, look, you know, it's Jimmy White over there. I'm a big snooker fan. You know, I want to go and talk to him. And they go, well, go and talk to him if you want to talk to him. He's, oh, no, I love snooker. I love Jimmy White. I'm going to go and talk to him. Anyway, he kind of lost his bottle. And so his friend said to him, well, just, just shout something over at him. And apparently Jason McAdoo just went, Jimmy, Jimmy, 180. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That, that man has crossed Graham Soonis in public. Like, that is, <laughs> yeah. There's going to be hell to pay for that. Soonis is so angry, though, still on the telly. It's absolutely yeah. glorious. Him he and really Roy is. Keane in the same studio is... He's like Japanese fighting fish, you know. They're yeah. just, it's absolutely... It's I, remember, I remember Graham Soonis uh, in a game doing punditry at half-time. One game, one, a team were winning about 3-0, and the other team were obviously dreadful. And Soonis took it so personally. <laughs> and, he, and, he was, and they came to him for his comments, and he just started going, big players. You know, we need big players. It's all about big players. They're like, all right, move to the next pundit. And in the background, you could still hear Graham Souness just to himself, just going, big players, big players. <laughs> <laughs> guy's obsessed. Just stuck in a loop. <laughs> Didn't say anything else. I remember seeing him do analysis on another game, uh, and you can tell that even the other pundits are frightened of him, because he basically forgot the name of the six-yard box. And he, <laughs> he referred to it as the goalkeeper's small box. <laughs> <laughs> but all the other pundits were just like, yep, yeah, that, that, that's what we call it now. So we just call it <laughs> that now, yeah. Goalkeeper's small box now. <laughs> Not worth the pain. Dearie me, well, of course, Sunis is from north of the border. And recently, north of the border, we had the Scottish Cup first round, everybody. Oh, we've got a cheer. Yeah. Any Scots in? Oh, a few there. Well, um, the, some of the, 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 the results included Fort William beating Vale of Leith in 5 0. Who won the Fort? Who yeah. won the Fort? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Other results included Gretna beating Hill of Beef Hawthorne, 1-0. And I thought to myself, who's the most unpopular man at Hill of Beef Hawthorne matches? It's the man who shouts, give me an H. To be fair, though, that man's probably just looking for heroin, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> misunderstood Give me, give me there. a H. Give me an H. Give me an H. Blood, blood section. <laughs> How dare you tell that joke, Marcus? David Bowie played here. Have yeah. some fucking respect. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie Rig Rose, they're through. Bonnie Rig Rose, nicknamed the Rose, of course. Sean Connery used to play for them, I'll have you know, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, for fuck's sake. Back Marcus, in the 50s. Do you do a Sean Connery impression? Is that why this is in here? There we go. I mean, look, if people want to hear my Sean Connery. <laughs> 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 Any fans of Nick Hewer in? 
Ziggy played guitar. This was a Stakhanov production.